2: is 7 News with Sally Bowery. Good morning.
3: Wesfarmers has announced a further restructuring of Target with stores to be shut down or converted into Kmart stores. Let's go live to Chris Maher in Sydney. Good morning to you, Chris. Is this the end of the Target brand?
4: Sally, Target will continue, but it's been severely cut back by these changes announced by parent group Wes Farmers. now up to 10 or at least 10 up to 25 large format target stores will be shut down by this announcement depending on negotiations with landlords also and crucially 50 country targets will go. Several other Target stores that are suitable will be converted to the group's Kmart brand. It comes about because of what's described today as Target's unsustainable financial performance. Executives have made it clear the coronavirus is not the cause, but it has accelerated the changes. Those changes will begin this year, but largely take effect in 2021. 1,300 jobs will go. Some of those will be redeployed in the group. West Farmer's bosses say there is potential for the target brand, but more work needs to be done. This is just the first of a restructure as it focuses on its more successful brands of Kmart and online sales. The federal government today has condemned the closures, particularly in country areas, urging shoppers to protest by going elsewhere. Sally? There are severe weather warnings for both sides of the country
3: today with a rare autumn cyclone forming off the coast of WA and an east coast low developing off the New South Wales coast. There is a hazardous surf warning for Sydney and Illawarra beaches with swells up to five metres forecast. Inexperienced surfers and rock fishermen have been warned to stay away. It's also been a wild ride for commuters on the harbour ferries. There is a wind warning for gusts up to 90 kilometres an hour cold fronts also seen temperatures plunge across the state with snow falling in the blue mountains the central west and the southern highlands the uplands regions have seen a dusting of snow too more is forecast today and a little bit over the weekend a community in queensland's western downs is in mourning after three men were killed when the car they were in left the road and slammed into a tree the car burst into flames on impact and the men died at the scene bianca stone has more
1: Three men are dead, another injured, and a woman is fighting for her life here at the Princess Alexandra Hospital. Looking at these pictures, it's incredible that anyone survived. This crash happened just before 6 o'clock last night near Chinchilla, about three hours west of Brisbane. The Holden Commodore was travelling south towards Tara when it left the road, hit a tree, then burst into flames. Three men all aged between 35 and 40 died at the scene. A 49-year-old male passenger suffered a shoulder injury. He managed to get out and try to help the 42-year-old female driver from the wreckage. She was critically injured. She was flown here to the hospital where she is in a critical condition this morning. Police are of course investigating what caused this accident. A witness has come forward to say that the vehicle overtook them shortly before the crash
5: there has been quite
6: a bit of rain, Uh, so obviously the road, the surface of the road is quite slippery. Uh, We we have uh, more cars on the road than we have recently Uh, and I would certainly encourage everyone just to take that little bit of extra caution. So a a significant incident like this will have, you know, will have a devastating impact not only for the families involved but for, for the communities themselves.
1: 84 people have now lost their lives on Queensland roads this year. That is nine more than last year. Police believe with fewer people on the roads because of COVID-19, drivers are taking unnecessary risks and that is costing lives. Thanks, Bianca. Well, after hours of questioning, a driver's been
3: released by police following a terrifying crash in southwestern Sydney. An SUV pushed cars out of the way before smashing into a fashion store at Greenacre. Andrew Denny has the latest.
2: Well, the crash scene here in Greenacre might be cleared away, but those involved in yesterday's smash are only just coming to realise how lucky everyone was to get out alive. It was just after 3pm yesterday when a car started ramming other vehicles, stopped at traffic lights here, smoking its tyres as it accelerated. The driver didn't seem to react as he eventually shunted other vehicles out of the way and took off straight through the shop windows. 14 people, staff and customers at Hijab House were injured. We spoke with a doctor who ran in to help and said he was amazed those injuries were only minor. And then a girl told me, please doctor help because there's people who have been trapped. So when I hear that I thought maybe people like are dying And it looked like the the girls had run away and screaming, so they were protected with the clothes also. So I think the injury from the glasses mainly. Now, that 51-year-old driver was also taken to hospital for mandatory tests. He was interviewed, but overnight released without charge. He is known to police for previous traffic matters, but at this stage they're still trying to work out if he suffered a medical episode or if this was something else entirely. There's still... um any number of inquiries going on in relation to that incident uh, uh, where the vehicle went into the, the store yesterday. Uh, crash investigation and going to play a prominent role, uh, not just yesterday but over the next coming days, to find out exactly what happened. Now, that police investigation into what happened in the lead-up to yesterday's crash continues. They're asking for anyone who might have useful information on this driver who hasn't come forward to do so.
3: Australia's trade tensions with China continue to flare after Beijing instructed local power plants to stop using one of our most valuable resources. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is live in Canberra for us this morning. Good morning to you, Taylor. Take us through the details here.
7: Well Sally, Australian coal exporters are facing tougher restrictions selling coal into China after Chinese authorities reportedly directed state-owned power plants to not accept Australian product and to purchase domestic thermal coal instead. The move to target our second top commodity follows days of heightened tension between Australia and our biggest trading partner with tariffs already placed on Australian barley and restrictions imposed on beef. Senior members of the government, are seemingly divided about the threat it poses to Australian exporters. Finance Minister Matthias Cormann calling for calm, but the Deputy Prime Minister says he does have concerns.
2: It does worry us and and again, trade discussions are ongoing. We want to make sure uh, that uh, we can continue to trade successfully with China as we've done for many, many years. I think that everybody needs to settle down a little. I think that we're currently in a phase where in Australia we're perhaps over-interpreting, over-analysing and over-commentating every little move.
7: However, the government has stressed it will continue to work cooperatively with Beijing to maintain a mutually beneficial trading relationship. Sally.
3: Okay, thanks for that. Taylor Aiken reporting for us there. New South Wales is expected to ease restrictions further for public gatherings. It comes as the state recorded another death from COVID 19. Chris Reason is at Concord Hospital for us this morning. Chris, what do we know about this latest fatality?
6: Yeah, good morning to you, Sally. Sad news, it's the 50th death for New South Wales, the 101st nationwide. We have been following this particular case for some time. The 80 year old was diagnosed weeks ago, contracted the virus uh, in a clinical outpatient uh, area and passed away here at Concord Hospital. Um, Three new cases in New South Wales overnight as well, all locally acquired, no link between the three. That on a day, we've had 8,000 tests and passed over the 400,000 test mark, which is encouraging results authorities though still pushing for more people to come forward and get tested over the weekend. This on a day, the Premier looks set to make some major announcements on the relaxation of lockdown laws here in New South Wales. Just minutes ago, she put out a press uh, statement saying she's calling a press conference in one hour's time, her second for the day, to make those announcements uh, alongside her deputy premier and treasurer. It b- believe that she's going to lift the maximum number of 10 people allowed to congregate in a cafe, cup, uh, club, pub or restaurant from 10 up to 20. Uh, we will find out more in an hour. As I say, she wouldn't be drawn on the issue uh, at her first press conference this morning. Let's take a listen.
7: Yes, Um, yes, very, very close. (laughs) All I'll say is uh, decisions and announcements on um, easing restrictions will be made imminently and I don't want to say more than that to make sure um, we do everything appropriately.
6: Now, this on a day, she's all, uh, with the state is also getting prepared for major changes next week, of course. On Monday, the return to school uh, of every student statewide. 800,000 students in 2,200 schools, uh, with teachers and principals saying that that decision has been rushed and, and is premature. It's also expected to put great pressure on an already overstretched public transport network, where the, the state, Sally, is braced uh, for next Monday.
3: Oh, OK, thank you very much, Chris Rosen. And reporting for us there... As the debate over opening borders between the states continues, Victoria has announced another dozen cases of COVID 19. It comes as the state school children prepare for a return to the classroom. Nick McCallum has more.
5: Victoria has had a coronavirus spike with 12 new cases overnight, five of them from Cedar Meats, taking the cluster there to 111. In Victoria, face-to-face schooling resumes next Tuesday for preps to Year 2 and for Years 11 and 12. And the government today announced a new exam timetable for final year students. They'll start on November 9 and go to December 2, a delay of about two weeks. To minimise disruption to tertiary education, the results will come out by the end of the year. And I think that's a great outcome. And the ability for students, in their own mind,
6: to know that they'll be able to finish their exams, receive their certificate, receive their ATAR, all before the end of the year, I think is going to be welcome relief uh,
5: for students and families. Hardship cases will be considered on an individual basis. When schools resume, there will be staggered starting times and no parents will be allowed on campus. And in preparation for the return, so far, 10,000 school staff members have had coronavirus tests and none have tested positive.
3: British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has escaped facing a criminal investigation into his relationship with US businesswoman Jennifer Achuri when he was Mayor of London. The UK's independent officer for police launched an investigation last year into allegations of misconduct. The British leader had reportedly failed to disclose his personal links with Miss Achiri, who received a quarter of a million dollars in grants and positions on overseas trade trips. The PM has welcomed the outcome. President Donald Trump's refusal to wear a face mask in public has ignited a new row in the United States. It comes as he toured a Ford factory, only putting on a mask behind the scenes. Ashley Mullaney has more.
8: The president's campaign rallies may be on hold for now, but his factory tours in battleground states are proving the next best thing. Donald Trump today in Michigan, where he faced more questions about his personal mask policy. Behind the scenes with executives at Ford's factory, he was snapped in a mask complete with a presidential seal, but defied the governor's orders and the company's policy to keep it on for the entire visit, telling the press he'd been tested
4: earlier in the day. I wore one in this back area. But I didn't want to give the press the pleasure of seeing it. I tested very positively in a in another sense. So this morning, yeah, I tested positively toward negative, right? So no, I tested uh, perfectly this morning. Meaning, meaning, I tested.
8: The president is eager to get Americans back to work with unemployment figures today showing jobless claims hitting 38 million in just nine weeks. But the virus is still spreading with fears some hospitals are still facing a shortage of ICU beds. Days after announcing his plan to fast track vaccine development with Operation Warp Speed and a commitment to work with other countries promising signs of global cooperation with the US pumping a billion dollars into a vaccine project program at the Oxford University in the UK, now moving ahead with human trials. Australia's High Commissioner to the UK has made a lamington
3: drive for Australians who are working in Britain's National Health Service. Almost 25% of London's paramedics are Australian after British recruitment drives targeted highly trained health workers here.
2: It's just a nice gesture to tell them how much we appreciate them. Mate,
3: it's unreal. It's unreal and greatly, greatly appreciated. The Lamingtons also proved a huge treat with the British colleagues who had never heard of, let alone tasted, a Lamington. Well, they have now. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have shown off their bingo calling skills. The Royals hosted a surprise bingo game over the internet for residents of an aged care home in Wales. The pair took turns calling out the numbers before chatting with some of the carers and also some of the residents there.
1: One little duck, number two.
3: (laughs) The surprise call was one of many the couple has been making recently as they try to keep spirits up during the coronavirus lockdown.
0: Hold up. What was that?